Yeah, man, to hear past episodes of the Rap Radar podcast, what do they have to do, B-Dot? It's easy. Sign up for Title at title.com backslash on air. Receive a three-month complimentary membership. You'll get access to over 48 million songs, 175,000 videos. And don't forget the exclusive concert, live streams, the ticket giveaways, and so much more. Go to title.com on air. When the respect <laughs> is so strong, like, you can't, you got, you got to think about the marathon. You got to think about the biggest, biggest, biggest picture. And I think that's what we did. I, you didn't want to sue him or anything like that? Huh? Or you didn't want like, to sue him? Or... Sue him? To, ki- to kill him. <laughs> that's how you feel. Right. You know? But the perception was that you got paid and then that, that made things cool somewhat and you guys had made up fast. But you're saying it took a long process to get it took right to... it, No, it took years. Yeah. Years. There's no trust. By the way, he'll tell you the kind of person he was back then. He wasn't the man he is today. Yeah. You know? But by the way, well, young hotheads, a lot of energy. Young hothead, a lot of energy. This, that, and the third, and you know what? Blazing new trails, yeah. changing the world. But did it affect your relationship with Nas? Because I remember, like, a song like "Last Will Nigga it Alive." It, 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 it affected my relationship with Nas definitely. Mm. In what sense? I, I don't. I didn't know who was supporting me. I didn't know who. When you go through that type of thing, you don't know who to on your side, who's against you. You know, you gotta you gotta go through that process. Yeah. And I'll like Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like that we went through that. And, you know, guys, I'm just telling you, man, I don't know how old you, you know, nobody has to reveal their age, but forty six. Thirty two. Too young be that. In five years, you're not even remember who you are today, man. Shut I don't up. remember what I ate for breakfast. No. I know, five years from now. <laughs> five years from now, that's just the way growth works. Right. Yeah. It's like I mean, the shit that you were thinking at 12 when you were 16, you'd be like, I can't believe I thought that shit at 12. Right. Yeah. Like, it's just And like, we thought we knew it all back then. And you think you know it all. <laughs> that's the problem with maturity. You think you know it all, well, yeah, and 20s, you realize you, you, know everything. you don't even know shit. Mm. You don't even know what you're talking about. But you have all the words to sound like you know what you're talking about. So was that around the time you and I first separated? Like, because it seemed like it was as much as it was great, and you guys are in a great place now. Looking back at everything, there were ups and downs, right? Yeah. When when did it get like to the point where you guys weren't on the same page, and it was time to move in different directions? From your vantage point. I forget whatever because the perception was that now all of a sudden you're doing business with Jay, right? Like, like if I was doing is- I was doing business with both of them. Like I was making Nas's music. I wanted to move forward. My goal was always to move forward. It wasn't picking Jay. Up. I'm I'm for. I didn't even know this, okay? But I'm for the culture going forward. I am a champion of the culture. Yes, sir. So I didn't realize. And I'm not saying I'm the champion of the culture like everybody running around saying that bullshit. <laughs> right. I'm sorry. It's a buzzword. Even though you, when's the last new, time you hunted down Cool Herc and fucking Dapper Dan? Yeah, yeah, I need a new word. <laughs> Fuck. These guys are moving in on my on, on the real work. It's like, <laughs> shit, man. If you say, if people start you abusing the word, that's the, the culture. Defi- yeah. The culture. The overuse the culture. Come on, man. You fucking crazy. <laughs> That's what, like, anybody tells me anything like, oh, Steve's a culture, man, shut the fuck, are you fucking crazy? <laughs> you crazy. You but you, but you still mind. When the Jay Nas thing started, what position were you in? Were you still managing Nas or you had already separated with him when the conflict first started? I, was ma- I wasn't Nas's manager, I was making his album. I was making that album still manic, but I wasn't his manager. Mm-hmm. So I was the executive producer of the album, but I wasn't the manager. But Takeover, wow. I came out still, like all the, the battle stuff had yeah, started? Yeah, And you was already still doing business with Jay? Because that made Nas uncomfortable yeah, to a certain extent, sure. right? Yeah, why wouldn't it be? And I, and, I, 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 and I am a very, as I've gotten older, I've become better at it. But like, I'm a very, um, I'm an emotional guy, but in business, I'm very not emotional at all. Yeah. And I, like, I didn't even think about that. Like that was just, and, and that's really stupid. In hindsight, but I'm like, we're selling sneakers. I'm making your record. Yeah. You guys don't like each other. <laughs> okay, <laughs> right. But the perception was to some people with the view, especially Nas side, is that Jay's ambition or Jay's entrepreneurship or business acumen was different than someone like Nas, who may be yes. more of an artist. So does Nas? Does Jay end up taking the opportunities that maybe you would have given Nas or Nas would have had if Nas didn't have that mind state for Nas? It? But back then, Nas wouldn't show up on time. I remember. Mm. 
I mean, what are you supposed to do? I mean, he, that, that's not what he was doing. He wasn't there yet. He's there now, yeah. huge. Yeah. But he wasn't there at the time. And like, you know, if you really accept people for who they are mm. and let them be who they are and then put circumstances around them, you see it in sports all the time. Mm. Like this quarterback ain't mobile. So get a great offensive line. Keep him in the pocket so he can throw the ball. <laughs> mm. You know what I'm saying? Make it work. Yeah, yeah except, make it except work. Except who they yeah. are. Except yeah. who right. they are and build around it. So at that time, Nas great artist. He that's not what his thing was. He wanted the trappings of the money of the business, but he was his mind wasn't there. He also didn't have that drive. To, I'm the best. I'm the number one rapper in the game, and but like well, that kind of, in terms of artist level, no, well, but he, not he's not that out. type of person. But as we found out, he is the, a dangerous man with a pen. In his <laughs> you know, he is. Yeah. He's super talented. His, his father. He's the real deal. Yeah, he, he was saying a, something about we, we understood him because there was something at Quincy Jones' house where oh shit, you saw his father. Fuck, I'm at Quincy's house, mm. and I'm there with Chris Tucker one night, and Quincy goes, and um, he shows us the fucking reading for the color purple. <laughs> I mean, listen to this, and Steven Spielberg is using a fucking VHS tape. Camp holding a hand, hand <laughs> wow. and I remember looking at uh, 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 Whoopi Goldberg goes on. This is the first time I've ever seen this. I think I've ever seen this since then. Whoopi Goldberg goes on. Whoopi Goldberg. Whoopi. This, that, and the third. And she goes, "You ready? You ready?" Think, think. Steven Spielberg's talking to her, and then she's he's shooting him. himself. He's shooting mm -hmm. himself. Right? You ready? You ready? Like this thing, and then boom, crying, like. Wow. I never seen acting. <laughs> like Whoopi, she just cried and went on right command. into character. On command. Right. On command. He didn't even say it. He said the scenario, like she comes in and stuff, 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 stuff. You got beat by your husband. You couldn't see it. You seen it. Boom, boom, boom. Then go. Cry. Wow. That was a that was like a fond memory that evening. And then we start talking about Nas, and I said, Olu. Uh, Nas, he goes, man, I, I played with Nas and Miles, Nas's dad and Miles Davis, and he wow. goes off and comes back with a picture and an album of them in Central Pay in the 60s. Wow. <laughs> Olu Dara. Wow. Mind-blowing. You're like, I'm not bugging Nas to make a single anymore. <laughs> Nas can do whatever he wants. He comes from music royalty. Right. Wow, that's crazy. <laughs> he's the, that's why he is like that. He's the real deal. We're still waiting for a Nas album right now. He's that the real. Is it done? He makes a song with Khaled <laughs> called Nas album done, and then he never gives us Nas an album. album that doesn't surprise you, right? No, it's just out. No, no, no. <laughs> the guy is the real deal. He's the real, 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 real deal. Musician, artist. So as a rap fan, we should appreciate the greatness of Nas and the greatness of Jay Z because they're so very solely unique in a sense, right? You should appreciate them because they change every a, a lot of people's lives. Mm. They're icons. They're 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 the symbols of I, our generation. I saw you in the Breakfast Club. You were saying that. I think you were saying that certain people you feel because they've helped us as business people. Yeah, I can do, relate to this. Don't that, shit on them to a certain level. Fuck they you. Don't shit on them. I'm sitting there like. <laughs> I, you know, Charlemagne and Envy and all these guys. Like, <laughs> like you can't shit. He says Kanye, Puff, Jay, Nas, like those type of people. How are you going to shit on them? Right. You don't have a fucking job if you shit on them. <laughs> Except for them, you don't have a job. Mm. It's not like you yeah. motherfuckers came to you because of your journalistic ability. Right. We need stars. The stars aren't the, the stars same. Are the stars are the ones that have given us the... Yeah. I'm Elias had a great life Bro, because... I'm, I'm saying stars. that. Yeah, Steve Stout. If I'm saying that... You definitely need to fall in line and understand mm. that. Like, come on, man. Don't shit on this guy. Don't shit on Kanye West. Are you crazy? Mm. You know what? And 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 still right now, you want to shit on Kanye West? You know what? He was right when he told fucking Sway. Look what happened. He's out selling all these motherfuckers with sneakers. As soon as he got the resources. <laughs> right. His shit is the hottest shit. He's changed the way motherfuckers even wear sneakers. All right. He look what he did with Adidas. They put, come on, guys, guy, come on. We we're living it, so we're like, oh, we take him for granted. Kanye West 
he's fucked up the way he explains his shit. <laughs> but when you talk about what he's done, he delivers. Look at all of everybody walking around. Virgil worked with him. Fucking fear of God, they work with him. These right. are all his understudies. They did their thing. They've come up under him and they did their they they've done their thing. But like all that sweatshirt with the thing, that, with the, that's him. <laughs> right. Right. Period. Comfortable ass. Period. That's him. That's that man's vision. Years before everybody, and he went to Adidas and turned that shit around. Look at Adidas stock price when he joined. All-Star Game when it was in New York. That must have been two or three years ago. Mm -hmm. If you take that moment, look at Adidas. That's when he was giving everybody the boost. He was showing up, giving everybody the, 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 the boost. If you look at the Adidas stock price that day to today and Nike's stock price growth percentage-wise, it's not even close. Mm -hmm. He's that good. And we take him for granted because he's fucking Kanye and he talks a lot of shit. Forget the music. Forget everything he's done musically. Forget Dark Twisted Fantasy being, how did you do Stuff that? Mm -hmm. It's one of yours? Yeah. <laughs> Are you in 50 good these days? There was that picture that circulated around the internet of you guys at the Nick game, and it yeah. was like it was a confrontation, so. Yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was confrontational. I mean, he, he, I think that... Um, He's an extremely talented guy. Not necessarily at writing rhymes, but like, like in a like Vince McMahon, Vince mm. McMahon um, from wrestling. Mm -hmm. He's super. He, the understanding how to create characters, understanding how the whole story looks, great storyteller. Now, obviously, Get Rich or Die Trying is a classic album. Period. Mm -hmm. Top to bottom, ridiculous, undisputed, undisputed yeah. classic. Period. And as soon as he decided to become an actor and find other ways to express himself outside of just writing, look how big he is. Like to this day, it like artists sometimes artists don't necessarily have to express themselves through they have to express themselves through painting, through writing, through singing, through there's different ways of expression. And it doesn't necessarily mean that because you are considered a rap artist that you can't find all these different ways of expressing yourself and you're dope. I mean, Will Smith is clearly a better actor than he is a rapper. Mm -hmm. He's still a great artist. Yeah. Right. And like 50 Cent is a great storyteller. And that's the part about him that I respect tremendously. Um, we don't have any problems. There's no, no problem. yeah. But, but you've done problems. so much business. I mean, the people that don't. No, know, we've never done. We know we've done business in the beginning, in the early Beginning, signed him and did this. And, you know, I I did not want him to sign. Uh, I thought that he should sign directly with Aftermath because I didn't want, I thought that his image of that guy who got shot nine times and that thing may have gotten diluted by the D12. The whole shady thing. The whole shady thing. So, like, of course him and M, that would work. M worked. But I thought that, that, that his label mates and that he would not be taken seriously. And I was wrong. Mm. I was wrong. And you had done business with M, obviously, in Rosenberg and and yes. you was president of the label. Yeah, yeah, love Paul, love M. Got M to give you an exclusive for the Tan of America book. Yeah. <laughs> we know how hard that is. Yeah, <laughs> yes, it is. You know how hard it is. All that stuff. Uh, you know, but like, there's there's no problem. It, mutual respect. We 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 all went through stupid dumb shit. We, yeah, we grew up and learned. We we grew up and learned. But I, I will. I, I want to make it super clear, man, that, like, I'm blessed to be around the most talented motherfuckers. You know, Dr. Dre making Nas is Coming first. Right. I, and then I made the Firm album with Dre. Talk about then, the Firm album. Let's, talk oh, about, then let's the Dre, really get into the Firm but no, album. But I just want to talk about the talented people okay, I've God, worked sorry. with, man. Yeah. Right? Then 50 and, and Jay writing still DRE. Like, I, that's me, man. Mm. You know, and then Nas, and then Track Nas. It's like this is work with all these great, talented people. Right. And and I've been fortunate and blessed to work with talented people my whole career. Mm -hmm. So problems and issues always are gonna come. But 
doesn't mean you have real right. problems and issues. How does still DRE happen? Like, cause I always, I always feel I want to hear a version of Jay like laying down the vocals. Oh, for, I got it for Dre. Uh, yeah, I'm let me tell you DRE. what happened. I was in a, I was at, I was at in, it was in Jimmy's office, and uh, <laughs> Dre plays the album, and Jimmy's like, I don't know, I think we don't have the first single. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty good, Jimmy Ivey. Will I Will I Am is the best. Jimmy, <laughs> Jimmy, I don't think we have the first single. What does Eminem think? That's what he said. What does Eminem yeah. think? So, Dre, I spoke to Dre after he, and he has a a tape of beats, like five beats on the shit, <laughs> and he gives it to me, and I come back to New York, and I'm like, I can't believe I have Dre beats on me. This is crazy. <laughs> I'm flying back to New York on the red eye Exclusive with Dre. Beats. I can't believe this shit. And I show off. Mm. I play this shit for Timbaland. Timbaland's like, oh God. But I'm really asking these guys, I asked Timbaland, what beat do you think should be Dre's first single? Which because mm. you could pick Dre's first single off the beat. Right. You like, have five. Huh? You have five. Five, five ridiculous joints. <laughs> and he liked that one track. And then I played it for Jay. I said, Jimmy, I can get Jay. I'm going to ask Jay to write it. Great. And Jay wrote those rhymes. And he wrote Snoop's part. Mm-hmm. I couldn't believe he wrote the Lolos and the this and the that. And the niggas try to be the king, but the ace is back. It's like, you, this guy's he's out of this guy's out of bounds. His talent is just out of bounds. He's writing Dr. Dre and Snoop's part. So Snoop had no issues? And pitching Snoop just ran with it? Snoop had no issue spit the rhyme mm-hmm. as is, just like Foxy spit the rhyme as is, like when Nas wrote "Getting Jiggy with It." Will Smith spit the rhyme as is. He said Nas was tight though. He's, Nas was after, well, he was tight. He felt like I was forcing him. He felt like I was forcing him to make money. Like, why are you forcing me to make money? I'm like, well, You're like, don't listen to the hook. <laughs> but we just did Men in Black. I know right. we're gonna sell some units here. Yeah. Right, this is the Big Willie style now. So Jay laid it down. Like, did you see Jay lay it down, or he sent you a like he cut the vocals and sent? I was a copy a, of DJ it? Mormo. DJ worked for me at the time, um, and DJ was in there when he was laying it down. He came in, started it, left, and then came back and then laid and then laid it down. And I got it that night. And then the other thing I did during that exact same time was I got Forty Five Kink after Hard Knock Life. To make stand for Eminem, and mm. I went and got the beat for Stand. Woo! Wow. Yeah. How, wait, how did that happen? You knew he wanted that beat, or he you thought that? No, beat was I heard Hard Knock Life. I'm like, there's more, there's more, there's more of that guy. Because <laughs> yeah. mm. Forty Five King is a really talented producer, and like he had a, um, he would record guys in a a, a real telephone booth. Old school telephone booths was the vocal like booth. in Jersey oh, and shit. Wow. Like yeah, in Jersey, and he he, you know, he had he had a lot of issues. Yeah. But when you caught him at the right time, you would get it. And he had just made Hard Knock Life. And I'm like, fucking go there, Something's DJ. There. Go there. And he came back with a bunch of things. And it was, uh, 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 uh. I didn't know who the girl man. was. Dido. I didn't know who she was. That song had just come out. Mm, yeah, 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 yeah. I thought it was thank an you, old yeah. joint. Oh, yeah, thank, you. thank yeah. you. I thought it was, I didn't know what that was. But it was just crazy. Gator beat to M, boom. I was as a as a as a as a as an executive. I would make records, man. I, the A and R side. Yeah, fortunate for Maxwell had R. Kelly write it for him. Wow. You know, had Mariah write shit for Faith Hill. I love <laughs> doing. I love I love watching artists um, prosper. I love watching artists be the best they can be. I love it. You like it, to almost arm them with the tools and then watch and the get out the way mm-hmm. and then get out the way. I'm not the extra guy. That's like part of the reasons why I wasn't doing music videos because I didn't even want anybody to think I was the I was in the way. Mm. I didn't want to be in the way. I want to I want to see it for you and then give you the tools for you to be the best you can. So be. So what do you think you add that's missing for these artists? Like what 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 is it that you add that maybe they need to put them in that position to get the best out of them? What what what's your attitude? Well, a lot of it is trust. Um, resources. A lot of artists are not the greatest business people. They're great at being artists, and they need business people around them that's not trying to rob them. 
steal from them. And, I, and, and, I always felt, mm-hmm. and if I felt like if I was really good at what I do, like I can make more money because of you than off of you. I don't mm-hmm. have to take it from you. Like I, me and what I do, plus you and the uh, you allowing me to work with you, I'll get it. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll get the bag. <laughs> and that's how it works. You talk about donuts a lot. Yeah. It's the old school, right? The, the Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah, make Dunkin the donuts. donuts. Time to make the donuts. Yeah. Get up in the morning, time to make the donuts. Um, and um, I've been doing that. I'm 47, so I've been doing that since I was 24. Wow. Yeah. One more thing with Dre and Jay. You had put on some IG about going to a Laker game or something, and you was riding with a... Yeah, oh, yeah. Was it That Dre? shit. Fuck yeah, man. <laughs> Thank you for saying that shit. Man, I had... I lived in LA for six months and I can't fucking stand LA living. Tell them, Steve. Tell them, Steve. I can't stand <laughs> Queens, living there. baby. I just couldn't. I don't know why. I just didn't like living there. I had a Lorenz Tate and Chris Tucker. <laughs> These guys are my friends, but I just could not stand living in LA. Anyhow, I had to live there when I was going back and forth when I was running Interscope, or Black Music at Interscope. Black Music at Interscope. That sounds so crazy yeah, nowadays, right? Black music in this group. That was a mean? big. That was like cool to say that back then. It was like, what do you do? I'm the head of black music. What? <laughs> yeah, right. Nigga, what? Nigga, who? <laughs> um, and so I'm up there, and I got four seats on the floor, and the Knicks are playing the Lakers, and I'm like, Dre, Hove, mm. let's go to the game. I think I was gonna give the other seat to Fred Durst. <laughs> Limbiscuit. He was hot at the time. Yeah. Was, I forgot who. Anyhow, we go to the game and um Drake meets me, drops off the car at the building. I was staying in the Wilshire corridor, I leaves his car, and I got like a lemo, probably was white. Well, I know. Um and we get in the lemo and we go to the game. And Dre starts playing beats in the car. Again, this is original Dre beats. Original Dre beats. Now this is me, Jay, and Dre in the car. Mm. And Jay's listening to the beats, <laughs> doing his rain man. And then he spits the intro to was Dynasty, it? huh? The, the Dynasty. The only Stevie Wonder with beats under the two rack. The only arms I've read is the arms of my. Niggas. I think it's arms. Like the yeah. only Psalms I've ever songs. read was the arms of. Was on my never, niggas' arms. Never read the book of Quran. Something like that. We don't that. have to That's think. It, yeah. And it was just like, oh, God. He said that? He hadn't laid that down yet. It wasn't. No. And he started spitting these rhymes. And you've seen, this is the best feeling, man. This shit. And Dre said, at the end of when, when Jay killed that shit, he says, man, that's my R&B shit. Wow. <laughs> Wow. He had to get up out of here. He couldn't, he, the rhymes were so vicious on his shit that he had to be like, and that's just my R&B shit. Because he couldn't even, yeah. it was just so vicious. <laughs> By the way, that's one of Jay's best rhymes yeah, that's ever. One of the best intros of all time, arguably. It's not arguable. How many classic albums does Jay-Z have? This is the big debate. It's one of the biggest debates in rap well, like, history. Whether, let me tell you one that's Seized not. It's not even. There's nothing to debate about. American Gangster is a classic. See Ooh. that, Elliot? Because <laughs> he disputes that. He doesn't care what he are says. We done with the, are we done with the whole? <laughs> we gotta reset these cameras, man. Oh, man. Come no, we on, just celebrated. See, 10 did you years. think Crazy. that? Did you think that in real life, in I real time, that I year? I can't believe those rhymes. And we was at a session. You know what? Doesn't think it was a classic. Yay. Wow. Yeah, he doesn't think it's a classic. I think you and Yeah are wrong. That fucking <laughs> album is a classic. No, it's definitely a classic. I'm going to make a... Way, I that, think you and Yeah are wrong t-shirts and shit. His, his, his rhymes on it are just so... You know what's funny, though? Ridiculous. This is what it reminds me of. I just feel like to another generation, he found a way to do a, a modern version of Reasonable Doubt. The same way that some kids, Stillmatic is better than Illmatic because it was a modern day version of the same kind of principles. I so think Stillmatic's better. Some people, Illmatic. like a younger you generation think Stillmatic's fan. Better than Illmatic? Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. There's younger generation okay, fans listen, that think Stillmatic's I, better than Illmatic and they think that good, AG good, is better than RD. <laughs> all of this, all of this young generation version of this, that, and the third. Uh-oh. No, Don't no, no. Sound I'm like not, the angry old man. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not sure. No. Listen, he says he thinks Stillmatic is better than Illmatic. 
This shit's called Illmatic. Then it's, it's called Stillmatic. Stillmatic part, Illmatic part two. Okay. Illmatic, you, like, the first of it, how can it be better when the whole shit is referenced off of the original scriptures? Because the rhymes are better. He's advanced. Just, the which is what you're saying to me. That's how, that's how I look at AG compared to Reasonable Doubt. I'm not it's the saying, same thing. I didn't say Stillmatic's a classic and Illmatic's a classic. Right. I am not saying that American Gangster is better than Reasonable Doubt. Ah, you said Jay-Z classics. classics. Okay, yeah. well, okay. like, that's all I said. But like, Stillmatic can I, never be better than Illmatic is what he's saying. That's all, no, I'm, I'm, saying, I'm saying A, it's not, and it can't. <laughs> And I'm you saying American, Illmatic but American, and you made it was written. I still don't understand how that Amer- happened. American gangster, American gangster, <laughs> American gangster is not um, better than Reasonable Doubt, but American Gangster is a classic. So how many did we have? For so Jay? RD Blueprint, you giving them AG. I That's three six. at least. I might count seven. That ass. You going to seven now? After with uh, I can't believe we, one. Yo, you we, think the Dynasty is a classic? No. Oh. I, I, I go, no, he likes volume one. The people no, vi- recently, no, Besides volume one Sunshine and all that. Anniversary. I don't think an album has to be flawless to be a classic. Like, it can have a flaw. Well, you have, you have different standards, bro. Like, this is a good <laughs> bottle of wine. It's not a classic. But we're talking about <laughs> wine. Now you're talking about wine. Would you count, right, would you count See, Black Album? See, it was the last minute liquor run. The Black Album was a classic <laughs> album? The Black Album is a classic You have to think about I mean, it, you Steve. Give, you, give him, yeah. you give him Reasonable wow. Doubt. You give, him, you give him Reasonable Doubt and Blueprint, right? At least, right? And you give him AG. Oh, you that rare breed that thinks AG is the greatest J album? No, RD. <laughs> reasonable Doubt, Blueprint. How many we have? Yeah, it's crazy. Reasonable Doubt's the best album he's made, man. Hmm. I mean, come on. I like Blueprint, bro. Come on. We've had that debate. Listen to the rhymes. Listen to the rhymes. <laughs> How do you rhyme like? I think it's his you know. Great, I think it's you know. It bugs rhyme. me out that it bugs me out. Like I'll listen to the rhymes. I'm like, like when I listen to the evils. I'm like, how the fuck did you do that? How did you say and put those words together? <laughs> no, it's, it's crazy. How did you do that with dead presidents? How do you like to me, man? It's like looking at a young basketball player, like young Kobe Bryant, like right, not when he was. Young missing shots, Buck Wallen, but when he first had maximum athleticism, plus understood the game. And that's what reasonable doubt feels like to me. Like the verbal athleticism. Like how well, I think you it's saying his be- these- I think it's his best lyrics, yeah. But I would how are you saying these things? And you know what? That's probably what the thing about me that's older is that I that lyrics to me mm-hmm. are um I pay attention to those things. But is that the thing that people, again, it's almost purist-like when people viewed you like the Q-tips of the world viewed you as this person who's like pushing commercialism, right? But you, in the, in the core, are saying a lot of hip-hop purist principles, in a sense. Yeah. That that almost bothers you of today's music because it doesn't have that. You're not here for the mumble rap, basically. Um, well, you you put me in that conversation just now. I didn't say that. <laughs> What I said was I appreciate lyrics, and those things are classics. We're not. We're not. You're not asking me. I think it's unfair, unfortunate that these guys, growing up in today's society, all they have is it's a singles-driven business. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And in a singles business-driven business, you're in. The, you got to get attention. Yeah. And you know what? That forces you to do things that not aren't necessarily. Uh, respectful of a body of work. Back then, we appreciated albums. Yeah. So, of course, everybody worked hard. Even rappers that weren't that great were working on making great albums. Yep. They were getting if you're Mike Geronimo, you're working doing, hard on your album. You're doing everything on your album. Level, but yeah. right now, you're putting out a record, you're putting out a record, you, you're, trying to get, you're trying to get something that catches. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, th- they're incentivized to do that. Back then, they were incentivized to make great albums. Mm-hmm. The Society... And culture is going to go where it's incentivized. Absolutely. You're incentivized to do this. Mm-hmm. 20 years ago, you'd be writing for the sauce. <laughs> <laughs> 10 years ago, it was Because you would have been incentivized to do that. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's all. It's not. He did stun on me. I'll tell you a story about the Source XXL thing. And I kind of regret this because this was kind of very much of a cheat code. Mm-hmm. What happened was we were getting this MJ50 cover. And then I remember we ended up doing a sidebar where basically, you know, the whole thing they were trying to paint was that Eminem's bad for the culture and like right. he's going to blah, blah, blah. 
So the whole thing was somehow, I don't remember how, because again, I'm young. You might remember more than me, Steve, but I ended I'm up in a meeting with Steve. Older than you. I ended up meeting, <laughs> no, you might remember it more than me. I had a meeting with Steve, and Steve was helping me get quotes for the sidebar of the right. piece. And was and Steve was was flossing because he was like, you know, you come in, he's the commissioner, he's always the commissioner. And he's like, watch this. And he gets on the phone and he calls Jay. Like, just co-calls Jay, gets a mm. quote, and that's yo, Jay, how do you feel about Eminem? Is Eminem bad for the culture? Look at Styles face. And Jay's like, nah, da, da, da. Jay gives this quote, blah, blah. He's like, okay, cool. He hangs up, boom, boom. He's like, now watch this. And he calls Nas. Mm. And he has to say that, yo, Nas, what do you think of Eminem, bro? Is he bad for the culture? He gets close to Nas. He's like, the phone. He's like, no one could do that. No one could do that, right? No one could. <laughs> <laughs> I did that. You. you remember that? No. And I regret that because that was dope journalism, but that was I shouldn't have used Steve Stout to get that. That was the cheat code, but you know, I felt like at a certain point, you know, everything had I remember, got personal. I do, no, now you remember. Now that. I remember. Yeah. I remember I was doing it, Paul Rosenberg, it was like a favor for Paul. I was doing yes. it for I was, I was yes. doing Paul a favor. It wasn't about yep. um But you was kind of in it a little because you were cool with Benzino and those guys at a certain point. Like houses, helping them with houses and all that, with jersey and all that. They bought my house. They bought your house. (laughs) Nobody. I'll say, I think also part of why he ran up on me was because he knew. Benzino ran up on you? At the office. Because he knew the Nas cover was coming with the burnt issue. And I think Stout's camp has sort of leaked that out that that was coming. No. That's what I had heard. No, 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 no. So I kind of was a little tired at you, but I was like, you know what? No, 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 bro. I didn't know. And they thought Nas was just going to hold a burning source, not an XXL on the source. That it was just a full-scale attack on the source and not the state of the game. So basically, the whole source XXL thing, people don't know that Steve Stout was somewhat involved in it. What was your game? I felt like you also had a relationship with Benzino at the time. Like, just for clarity, we haven't spoken. We're going to bring ever. up Benzino. <laughs> Listen, the thing that I knew Dave Mays extremely well, and Dave Mays was a friend. Dave Mays, what Ray Benzino had over Dave Mays, that's a movie all within itself. Like the fact that that whole thing went into the toilet bowl bankrupt whatever happened to it between dave mays and ray i would love ray between dave mays and benzino i'd love to figure out how that took place i sold my house my thing benzino would like i ray i really liked him but then he bugged out he bugged out but you know what money young and money is a concoction to bug out yeah yeah, we all do. New money, bug you bug out. And like in the time, you'd be like, yo, you're bugging out. But you never, when you look back on it, you're like, of course. He was young, your money and money yeah, and yeah, bugged yeah. out. Yeah. So then you got all, almost like. But we took it real personal. Back yeah, then. yeah, yeah. Everything was personal. Everything was personal. But when I look back on it, I'm like, you know what? Fucking LL Cool J, man, all that money at 17 and shit, and he's not bugged out. That's fucking dope. Mm. You know, and. And then you see guys like like Bobby Brown, like, why wouldn't he? That's going to happen, man. Young thing, <laughs> drugs, you get mm-hmm. fucked up. Like, guys were getting money with no instructions. Right. Of course, shit like that's going to happen. So what are you going to do? Like, make them a bad person as a result of it? Right. No, at the time when you're young, you're like, yeah, I think it's crazy. But when you look back on it in life, yeah. like, oh, fuck, it was 24 years old. It was the biggest star Thing, whatever, whatever. Yeah. Like he did crazy shit. No fucking, of course, of course. Yeah, you got to have a sense of empathy, and with that, it's I actually called Damon Dash about three weeks ago, and I said, "You look, man. You know what? I realized what you were trying to do. In fact, you were right. Oh, everything you, call, you, you fought for, yes, mm. everything you fought for was right. You were right. The major labels were trying to take advantage of artists. They were trying to steal. You weren't letting having it." You went about it crazy in a loud, ridiculous way. Yeah. And you threw, you knew hip-hop was international. You knew the clothing and the culture was international. You knew it. You knew it and you believed it. Mm. Now, the way you articulated it may have rubbed people the wrong way. Pissed a lot of people off. Didn't mean that you were wrong. Mm. Kanye, the same shit in a different way. He wasn't wrong. He, what he told Sway, Sway's a good guy. He shouldn't have talked to Sway like that. And they're friends. He was right. Sway, how did Sway have the answers? About clothing lines? The fuck does Sway know about clothing lines? I mean, Sway's a smart guy. 
What the fuck do you know about clothing lines? I wouldn't claim my. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, so that's what he was saying. What made you reach out to them? You personally called them? Like what? Because I think about all it, man. You, 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 you. You don't you, like to have these. Lingering no, no, I don't care it. about that part. You, the truth, man. Like yeah. you just start you sitting around like, man, this guy is. He was right. I don't like him because he was young and the way he handled it. A lot of people were young and handled shit the wrong way. That didn't mean they were wrong. Mm. He was right. So how did Dame receive that? About time. <laughs> right. You didn't care. No, you got to say it. Yeah, I got. I wanted to say it. I'm like I'm saying, like, like I said, let me say, Fifty's talented. He's talented. She, you know, coming off that first album. Look, man, you made a cl- classic album. Congratulations. Now you got to follow it up. You didn't do it. Couldn't follow that up. It wasn't easy. But but if you were to take coming off of that first album, Power followed it up. Mm-hmm. That articulation of his art followed it up. You know, Candy Shop didn't, but Power did. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, and like that's what great artists need to. Sometimes you need to find their lane. That's what I'm saying. Like, in the time, everybody gets personal and it's it's upsetting. And you know, maybe I shouldn't be so harsh with my point of view. Like, I've I've been through shit, but I really do expect the best from the best. Yeah. And I'm that kind of Vince Lombardi, Bill Parcells kind of like, kind of coach kind of guy like uh-huh. and it rubs people the wrong way i think that's why me and jay have been good friends for so long i come down very like what the fuck did you say uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> what you know he does that to himself he manages they, himself they ran up in your office over dj clue what was that oh that was early that was uh <laughs> that was they had, they had dj clue sign <laughs> Except they, he wasn't signed. <laughs> then they don't fucking say six months go by and there's no contract on Clue. Clue asked me to help him with his Rockefeller deal. I said, fine. I was at uh, at Sony at the time. Because you knew him from him helping you back in the day. He was he, he was my assistant. Yeah. So now he's DJ Clue. And my, and my younger brother was his manager. So, like, that's the whole shit. So this guy goes... And says, Steve, like, they want to have a meeting with me, but I don't want to sign with them no more. And, like, he's gotten bigger, but they want to still sign him to the terms mm-hmm. the six months prior, but they have no deal. So whatever Clue tells them, like, I'm going to sign them or whatever he said to get them to move forward, I don't know what he said. But all I got was a phone call from Jay. And, it, and the phone call was, why are you going to make... The phone, the phone call was fucked up. So anyhow... I said, you guys should come up to my office. <laughs> it was 9.30 at night. Wait, why are you going to what? You're not going to say what he said? Okay. It was right. whatever. Right. So he come to my office, 9.30 at night, six, seven guys come up to my office. I'm there walking around with no fucking shoes on. You know, socks, the whole shit. <laughs> and they walk in and like nobody, everybody's ice grill tight. Like, you know. Will fuck you up. Mm-hmm. Not, but he, for everything, I got a gun on me. Like, why the fuck would he have all of us in the office? And then, like, is this him by himself? What's wrong with him? Something, something, they're waiting for the other thing to drop. But there really is nothing to drop. It's me. And I said, look, guys, I, I don't even fuck with anybody unless they're about big houses. Mm-hmm. And I just went like this, big houses. <laughs> Tata starts crying, laughing, <laughs> and literally that's how broke we, the ice grill. Broke the ice. Yeah, grill. I'm like, I don't even, I don't, I, guys, I'm not even having this conversation if it's not about big houses. Mm-hmm. And that was, you remember at the time, like you know, we just a reference of like money, like yeah. the fuck are we talking about? Small houses and big houses. Mm-hmm. This is like. They start laughing and Clue, they got the shit and then everything <laughs> Clue worked got out. got a deal. Yeah, Clue got a deal and the thing came out and, you know. The whole professional. The professional. So, so we always copies. stayed in these confrontational type of situations, though. Yeah. So what? Why do you yeah. think that is? I don't know. But you know what? I'm a, I am I, I walk with God. I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid of yeah. what's right. If I do what's right, I don't care. I walk into projects. I'm looking for Nas. I'll say what I think is the truth. I don't care. I tell the truth. I, I I say what I believe, and like whatever the outcome is, the outcome is. Mm. That's how I feel about it. Mm. 
Speaking of outcome, the, back to the firm thing, like, there was so much hype on that. Like, I remember that, I think that was the first time I actually met you. Like, Dave Mays had us all come by, and, like, we're going to go meet Commissioner Steve Stout. Stop, stop, stop. You worked at XXL and The Source? The Source from 96 to 98. I was the music editor. So when The Firm came out, you remember also you had to split a cover with Jay-Z, and that's because Jay and Dame came up to The Source and put them under pressure because The Firm was getting a cover because you guys were in a better relationship with Dave at the time. So yeah, hold on a minute. Were you there when the whole thing turned? When the magazine just started doing crazy Benzino shit? No, no, I was against him. I, I caused that craziness. I was at XXL. But were you there when the other guys, when his when the partners from the source pulled out? No, no, I wasn't at uh Schechter and No, that was the that was the first regime. But ben, Ray wasn't involved. That's 94, 95. Oh, Ray okay. bugged out when I was off about 98 before that. You've seen a lot of sexual harassment up there. Oh, my hey, God. Hey, hey, hey. Well, my <laughs> era, not my era. Coming. <laughs> Anyhow, back to the... <laughs> no, but I remember Go Meet Commissioner C-Style. You was getting a haircut, and you God. started playing these firm records. And I remember they gave me the thing that was supposed to be a shit single, and it was fucking firm biz. And I was like, this is terrible. This is like fucking square biz. You were correct. This isn't hot. Okay, you were correct. I was so irritated, and I had to give it a sure shot single. And I was so the purest in me and the young twenty six year old music editor You're was right. irate. We should, but all that better. pressure was played, on the firm thing. We should have played you phone tap. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> what you think what about nature? I, I thought nature was dope. I liked firm. You, 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 dead in court, Megan brought in nature. Why stout? Why? <laughs> I don't know. Talk about putting why, that firm record. Why together. do I get? But first of all, let's talk about me taking AZ, who was signed to EMI, a record company at the time. Then Nas was on Columbia, Foxy who's on Def Jam, mm-hmm. and signing them all to Interscope. Mm. You know, everybody wants to know, why are you and Jimmy Iovine so tight? Why does it, like, I did that. That's how we launched Aftermath. Mm. That was the first album release on Aftermath. So they had deals that's with, why, how did, why did those labels let them sign also because to I, Because I told, that's the type of shit that I do. <laughs> wow. That's the type of shit I do, bro. We gotta, we, we, you know, um, we gotta do, we gotta do this. We gotta get. So was it about the idea that Dre and Nas needed to join forces to make this kind of big? No, well, Trackmasters produced half that album. Yeah, but was it was Rap's first supergroup in a sense, right? The Firm, like, yeah, mm-hmm. talk about like the no, whole Wu-Tang. genesis of it uh, putting it together. Like Nas had this idea, and Foxy would write. She'd write like themes. She would really write like as a young girl. She'd write these themes like Scarlett O'Hara comes through with the thick frames on, and and she'd write these things, and it would be like themes, and they'd they'd write these rhymes against it. It was crazy. It was really, really. It was it was a great it was a great process, and we we sat down and um, we we recorded a lot of it in Miami, Emilio Estefan's studio. Oh, wow. And we were recording Will Smith's album at the same time down there. It was a great time. You know what, man? I wish I had pictures of all that shit. You know, recording Will Smith on one floor, the firm album here, and you know, other shit. It was just. And then it, then it became like a thing where all of a sudden, like, no It sounds on- like a very old. I, it, it was a long time ago. Um, I think a lot of it is still relevant today. Mm. Like, just the learnings from it, definitely. Yeah. Nori was, you know, Nori was a relentless motherfucker trying to get in. Right. He wanted to get on. Yeah. I'm leaving. Cats on leaving. We, we were giving him, he was just hanging around the basket. You know, like a guy who gets like a yeah. like Dennis Rodman. He's yeah. a Dennis Rodman of rap. Gonna get on. Mm-hmm. That's a good way in <laughs> Nori's the Dennis Rodman of rap. <laughs> <laughs> but did, were you concerned though? That, were you disappointed that record wasn't that like super phenomenal yeah, yeah. thing? Yeah. A little bit of. But now, you know what's funny about those records? I feel like even that era we were like hypercritical of, us critics, B. Dot, mm. those are viewed as classics. Firm albums are viewed as a classic. Well, no, it's not. Somewhat. No, what, yeah, it's what, like a cult classic. It's a cult classic. Uh, you guys are really, really nice. Revisionists. Yeah. First of all, you really like commercial records, which is pretty what's cool. What's wrong with that? You like no, no, commercial no, no, records? No, 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 that's that's cool. no, no, I just said that's cool. Oh, okay. That's cool. Um, commercial records to me have to work really hard lyrically to get me there. To make me ignore the fact that you kind of, once you put this singing hook in, you know you're going to get to the finish line. But to me, you got to, like, I, I pay attention to the lyrics, even on those things. Like, mm. 
you can't just be writing some bullshit just because you're trying to make a radio record. You got to really go all out. Um, and like when you listen to Big Pimpin', mm. like Jay didn't take no motherfucking lines off. That's that the theme right smash. now. With no lines off. No lines off, and that was a smash. That's why I like I like uh, Hard Knock Life so much is because he had commercial records and the street records became a commercial hit. Like yeah, it's like that, and it's really hard. Records. By the way, that's the hardest thing to do. You know, nobody ever wants to ask somebody to go. You know, guys cannot make very few records fall into this space. Fucking hard as fuck mm-hmm. and commercial same time. I love those records. Like Quiet Storm, Great Shook Great. Ones. Those are my favorites. The Benjamins, hard to make. No, they come around. They're like miracles. <laughs> it's like you got you did what? Right. Like you made the rhymes do that and yeah. You got that shit off? What? Those are very, 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 very tough songs. In fact, you if that, that's a category that everybody wants to get into. Mm. And you want it's, everything. Yeah. It's extremely difficult to get into, mm. to make those songs where it's hard as fuck and it's pop. Yeah. You play Shook Ones right now and it works. And so they're classics, but they're popular. Like, you know, it's hard. Mm-hmm. Who had the better rhymes on Renegade? It's like... <laughs> you know, <laughs> the thing that's, that, 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 I don't know why Irv said that. <laughs> Renegade existed. Eminem made Renegade. Oh, with Royce. With Royce. People don't realize that, yeah. Those verses no, already laid in. People don't realize that. No one even knows that. It exists though. It's, you can find yeah, maybe. It can you still find it online? It's I don't somewhere know. Online. I think Royce I had a copy record. of it. I had a copy Royce, of it. He already had the song. Man. It was a record for Royce. M yeah. gave it to Royce, and he and he took it and he put it over on it. I don't. I don't know if Eminem, if Jay's verse was better. Sometimes Jay would do things like he'd rap on these records with other artists, and he would make it like a song in which they kind of like. They worked in tandem with each other. Like he yeah. wasn't. Play he to was, them. Play to the. He person. would play to the guy. Like yeah. he wasn't. He wasn't spitting like Jay Z. He was trying to make the better rap. Better make the yeah. better thing with Eminem and like they would. So it it wasn't like he wasn't trying to kill him. The record already existed. Yeah. If the record the record already existed. If Jay's point was to I'm gonna body this guy in the record. That's what he would have done. He was trying to make the song. But didn't Ether change that? Ether changed that because you said you got murdered on your own shit. Like that changed the way. Not even now today, people view music as like, oh, did that person have the best verse? That person murdered. Like it's put people that were light still on doing, it No, more. people started doing that since the symphony. Mm. Put a quarter in your ass because you played yourself. And Kane killed that. Yeah, yeah when Kane did that. <laughs> and uh, it was always like, who was on that record? <laughs> but G-Rap. Setting it off. Right now. Nah, but G-Rap, G-Rap, that was the argument back then. Like, Who's, Who's better? better? Yeah. G rap a thing. And G rap came in, my voice is twice as hard and fine as Vincent Price. So like, you, you count sheep. G rap rocks the mic. Mm. Like he, G rap shit was so dope. I wish I could remember that rhyme. He went, he would never, he was just like bang, bang, bang. And then Kane came in with the smooth shit. But like everybody was saying it since back then. Then, you know, LL, he was doing, um, He he, they'd get on those ciphers and then they'd he, female rappers too. I don't. I mean, he should. I don't give boxes. a f boo. Yeah, it's like you can't even. He like everybody's taking these things way too seriously. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's always been like that. Mm. It's not. Like, oh, you thought that might have been a jab towards Foxy at that point. Well, why would he say female rappers too? I don't yeah. even fuck book. Yeah, because I got to be on top and everybody's on. Yeah, like why would you do that? And I think probably five, four, three, two, one. There was shit like that. You could, if you listen to those records now, you'd be like, yo, these niggas just said that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Isn't that the art of rap though? The, the subliminal, right? The, the double entendre, the, the subliminal, the subliminal, the battle, the 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 whole thing is definitely, uh, you know, part of the art form. That's what makes it special. But but it's, sometimes you get real, like the whole Nas Pac thing. Things get real though, like the MTV yeah. awards that night. Yeah. Like you was there when they had a confrontation, yeah. right? Yeah. Well, it, it it didn't get real. What got real was the respect. You, know, I'm, I'm telling you, man. Like everybody, the the I don't want to say the media make blows out of proportion, but when you see the shit in real life, the guys, the real guys, when they confront each other, it's respect. Mm-hmm. Respect wins. 
it's not like when Pac and Nas ran up on each other or when they they confront when they there was a confrontation. It was just like, nigga, fuck you. This is a no. It was like, yo, you're the king of New York, bro, and we got death row east, and it's that's the problem. Like you're this king of New York. You got these niggas from your neighborhood shitting on us. We're doing death row east, and we're here right now. So and 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 that starts the conversation. It's not like treating them like shit. If I'm mm-hmm. sure if it was if it wasn't Nas, if it was somebody else, you know, Mike Geronimo yeah, or somebody. Pac knows who Nas been, is. He knows who Nas is. He's not yeah. tre- treating him. He's treating him like a motherfucking king, like a pair. Like there's mutual respect. There's mutual respect. Even though there's conflict. And that's yeah. and it's always that. It's always that. It's always gonna be that. That's the best part of the whole thing. The mutual respect that is bigger than like the war and the fighting and you know could it happen that night they were in new york they had a lot of guys everybody knew nas coming up they were the worst dudes to deal with (laughs) nobody wanted to be around those guys (laughs) too many guys on stage too many guys on stage too many guys doing too many things yeah you know it would have been a very ugly thing yeah but nothing happened that's why we can tell this story and laugh. And that pushes culture forward, mm. right? And that's what you guys do here at Rap Radar. And I'm, I'm really happy for you, man. Wow. Like, I, I really wanted to do this with you because, you, like, you know, whatever you promote or whatever, that's cool. <laughs> I don't mind sharing my stories with you. I respect you. I respect Thank everything you, that you've done in your career. And, what, and, and you have the right to ask me any question that you want. Because I believe you understand the answer, you can respect the time period, and you can put it in context. So. And you, you, you obviously, as a young man, have grown up loving the art form, and you guys work with one another because yeah. obviously you respect him. And that's how it all happens. Yeah. And as long as we keep doing this, we'll keep educating the people out there. Yep. It helps, it helps hip hop, and that's our job. At the end of the day, we got to feed our families, but that really is our job. We should never ever forget that. Do not let that get lost. And we can ego and bullshit with that and still do that. And still do that. You can do good and do good simultaneously. That's what I stand for. That's why I started United Masters. That's why I'm here today. That's what I've done my entire career. And I'm gonna continue to do that. So before we get out of United Masters, so artists are gonna be hitting you up. They wanna get on. Like, is it about getting new artists involved or do you see existing artists that you can do? Existing artists. Existing artists I want to work with, getting new artists involved, um, putting advertising and music together at scale, at scale, like big boom. Um, that's what I want to do. And like, we're going to crawl, walk, and run and get there. We got, we definitely <laughs> got money, you know, um, and we have um, the know how and the will to work hard and putting together a team of people who want to fight the good fight. And you just do it. That's what it is. Thank you. Well, Thank you. Here. The commissioner, right, baby. There you go. Steve Stout, man. Right, Can you believe me now? I think we out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Thank Rap Radar Podcast. Yes, sir. Thank you.